It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is March 16th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. I hope you guys are having a great week, a great day. Happy St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. I uh, can't believe that's already here, but it is. Hopefully you're doing something fun. Um, uh, so in this episode, we'll, we'll just jump right into things. Uh, things are not great right now in the world of the Bruins, uh, especially after Saturday's debacle, that that horrendous uh, 4 nothing loss to the Rangers on home ice just was pathetic. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Just pathetic. One of the worst hockey. I mean, it's not, obviously it's not as big as, but the game felt as slow and as bad a Bruins game as I've seen since the 2016 winter classic, actually. Um, that was like one of the last Bruins games. I remember that I was like, holy crap, they just didn't show up. And that's how I felt on Saturday. Cause again, Bruce Cassidy Bruins coach teams don't typically do that. They, they always come back at some point. And so I expected to happen on Saturday. Didn't happen at all. But uh, obviously the Bruins now have two games against the Penguins. They did have one Monday night. This is being recorded before that. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, we'll see what happens then. But in this episode, Connor and I got into wh- when are the Bruins shaking things up and, and what does shake things up mean? Um, cause something needs to happen. Something really needs to happen now. Uh, this is not. Like, oh, you know, this is no big deal. Just a little slump. This has been a while. And this Eastern Division, again, you don't have the Lightning, you don't have the Leafs, but <laughs> you have a lot of competitive teams. The Islanders look like a wagon. The Capitals have been rolling. The Penguins have been solid. The Flyers have really not been that great at all this year. And, and like, you're waiting for them to sort of turn it up, especially like, you know, Carter Hart. Um, so that something has to change. And Connor and I get into that. Uh, in this video a lot. Before we get into the episode, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, happy March Madness, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. It's free. It's free to sign up. Why would you not do this? Head to the head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50%. I repeat, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use that promo code CLNS50 to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, 
What is up? Evan, I'm doing swell. How you doing? I'm good. This is the earliest we've recorded a podcast in a while. Uh, and this is kind of embarrassing because it's 10 a.m. <laughs> Not that early. <laughs> Struggling. We're, we're, we're looking like the uh, the Bruins on, on Saturday. Yes. Oh, yes. Pretty we much, are. That's pretty much how we're all feeling. So. Our, our matinees are 10 in the morning. That's, yes, that's of course. Our, our matinees when we record a podcast. So that's our game time. Um, also, before we get into the podcast, you tweeted out a picture of Duncan's cereal. How was that? Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was what I expected. It was extremely chocolatey. My teeth were hurting afterwards. So I think I've had a second bowl. They might have fallen out, um, which you expect, right? It's true. Part of the course for most like sugary cereal. Um, it was pretty much just like Reese's Puffs is what it was. But again, Reese's Puffs, pretty good. So uh didn't really taste too cough, you know, actually like a, a cup of coffee, which is shocking that, you know, it wasn't actually like a <laughs> cup of coffee, but can't believe it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like when you have like cookie crisp for the first time, you think it's going to be straight up like just like chocolate chip cookies and it's not. It just tastes like it's wages. pretty damn close. It, that's it, pretty it, damn they close. try, but like when you're a kid, you buy, you're like, oh, you see the commercial, like, oh shit, like we're, I'm, oh, you just a, a bowl full of cookies and you have them like, all right, well, this is chocolate, but you know, I'm kind of let down here a little bit. So I don't want to say let down with Dunkin' Donuts because, you know, I'm working on that sponsorship, but Can't say that. As, a, as a whole, does the job. It was what I expected. I saw it. I was like, I, I got to get these, right? It's the, the, the club's too strong. So don't regret it. Will I get another one? Debatable, but glad I got it. When they sponsor you, though, you'll be eating that every day. Yeah, we'll um, have to edit. We'll have to go back and edit this clip out if they they sponsor yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, I'm getting. I'll edit it in post. What's funny is, um, it's you mentioned the cookie crisp. When what, it's funny when I was younger, and this probably goes for most kids. You know, they have the commercials where they put like the stamp of healthy approval on it. Oh like, yeah. There's something that they make it like it seems, it seems healthy, so you can say to mom and dad at the grocery store, like, "Hey, that that's technically healthy. Can I can that's I have true. that for breakfast?" I mean, and that's just. That's the smartest thing that like Honey Nut Cheerios did. It was like, oh, it's good for you, hot. But like, if you eat like more than two bowls, you you like literally you might have to like go to the hospital because it's just straight up sugar. <laughs> like, it makes you feel better as you like knock out like three bowls. But to me, the know. best the best cereals as a kid was Cocoa Puffs. That was the one. That was to me, Cocoa Puffs were it. That was the as cereal. CT Crunch. It's the it's the, it's the goat. Cinnamon yeah. Crunch. Yeah, I, I oh, that is a good one. It, I, I haven't had it in like five five years, but it's it's one of those ones you have like as a kid. Then you go to college, you have like an unlimited amount, like in those little like crank things. You know, oh wow, like <laughs> yes, the cranks. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. This is this is not going to stop me from getting like five bowls now and have like a sugar rush before class. But um, that, that I think that's that's the go for me. I'm gonna be honest though, I UMass is number one dining, so I never had to get cereal of in the course, dining you, It was you, you always guys, good. You guys never talk about that. That you guys have never, time. nope, it's, never. Yeah. It's 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 very underrated. We never talk about that. Yeah. Never talk about the number one dining. But yes, I never had cereal in college ever. Like I have it now in my house because um, I don't feel like cooking breakfast. Ever. I'm a big Golden Grahams guy. That's a solid. Like that's a good solid one. And Cheerios. I love Cheerios. Give me regular Cheerios. Uh, I love Cheerios. Just uh, that's how I grew up. I like Cheerios. Maybe it makes me a bland person, but I, I enjoyed them. Um, Tried and true classic. But yeah, no, the, it's funny. You know, I, before we get into Bruins, kind of people are like, when are they going to talk about how bad this team is? Yeah, I think people are really enjoying the cereal discussion. <laughs> I, I think people would rather talk about the cereal than talk about Bruins. Um, you know how I knew I was getting older and probably older as in like, a, like becoming an adult? Um, yeah. that, that I used to love Sour Patch Kids. Like 
eat them consistently. Mm-hmm. And then within the past few years, I would eat them and I'd get like horrible headaches and I'd feel like shit. And I'd be like, why is this happening? And, and my parents, and, and people were like, well, you're getting older. Like you're, you're not going to want that much sugar. And I was like, fuck, man. I didn't know that was the part, like a symptom of getting older. I thought I'd love these forever. So I don't really eat Sour Patch Kids anymore. So it's the same with like the cereal, the sugary breakfast. I don't always want tons of sugar in my breakfast. Doesn't exactly uh, start the day off great. But anyways, now to the good stuff. To the good stuff. The Boston Bruins. So I I hate this because because, like it was just a few weeks ago that Tahoe happened. And I was like, this this is the game. This is this is the team. They this this team has something, and they've been on like a downward spiral really ever since. Like they have a few games in there. Like they had the one against the Caps where they you know I think they won like five to one. They've had some in there where they've had like good games. They had the one the other night where Jake DeBrusque scored. But then you have these stinkers, and it just hits at the fact that this is just an inconsistent team. Now, does that end? Does the inconsistency ever end, or does it just keep continuing? Uh, I mean you're trying to find like some, you know, positives or, you know, something you can build off of. Like even when they had a few really bad games earlier this year where, you know, they give up seven goals to the Islanders and they give up six goals to the Rangers. You're like, all right, well, a lot of this is, you know, miscues from the defense, uh, you know, stuff that it gets tightened up. We saw last year where I think they let up, uh, you know, 14 goals in two games to the, Canucks in the flames, but that, that happens where you have just, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. You just have defensive breakdowns. You've got a lot of young guys back there. It's not great, obviously, but that's something that you can tighten up. Usually you can get that out of your game. Uh, to go from that game on Thursday where it seemed like everything was taking a big step forward. You had DeBrusque breakthrough. Craig, she got a goal in the power play. Um, top line was a top line. Uh, Zach Senishin goes into the lineup and looks like the best fourth liner they've had all season, which is maybe more of an indictment on some of the other guys than what Zach Sanderson brought, but he looked great. Um, and then you go from that into that game on Saturday. And I think that was the worst loss of the season by far. That game was awful. That game was, that game was dreadful. Like that had no life. Like when, like the 10th most concerning thing was that uh, Brendan Lemieux knocked Frederick into the bench and like, nothing happened like the Rangers kicked their ass in that game and then also like just had their way with them too like uh Trubo was like trading slashes with Bergeron the whole game uh yeah Frederick gets hit nothing gets counted for there and then I mean you have no high danger scoring chances Keith Kincaid was like counting sheep you know oh yeah and that had not like was just chilling like nothing was getting close um you you lose Senishin, which is a tough hit because that gave you kind of your first spark in, in a while, and I think they needed that. And now, unfortunately, for the second year in a row, kind of his uh, stint up here has been, you know, mod by injury. Um, but that, you know, the addition of Zach Senishin to shouldn't make a break. You not having zero, you know, you having zero five and five uh, high danger looks uh, or going 0 for 5 on the power play. Um I mean, that game, I don't know how you draw any positives from that game. Like, it's sooner or later, you just got to, like, you know, figure this shit out because you can't even draw any positives from that game. It wasn't like the there's some encouraging shifts. No one brought anything that game. Um, and, again, it was another one where when the top line's not going, you the way this team's built right now, the way they're contributing on offense, you're screwed. Like, that, you had nothing going on there when that, that top line was off. And, you know, Mashan's obviously nursing an injury now because um, he didn't look like himself in that game. Um, the defense as a whole, I mean, again, it's one of those things where 
Um, if it wasn't for Halak, that very well could have been a seven nothing blowout, right? And oh even, yeah. You know, it, the final score didn't tell just how lopsided that game was. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been an issue this whole year in terms of consistency, right? I don't think they've won back to back games since February 10th and 12th. The 12th, so, yeah. And again, this isn't like it's they've going up against the gauntlet of, uh, you know, the, the islanders and the capitals and all this stuff and, you know, back to back matchups or stuff like that. It's like, this was kind of a stretch here where you should have been piling on points. You're playing the ranges, you're playing, uh, you know, the, you had the devils a couple of times. Like you lost to Scott Wedgwood and Keith Kincaid and got shut Not out. Not just by. lost, shut out. Yeah, exactly. So, and now congrats, like you're, you know, treading water or if you even want to say that might be a positive statement is treading water right now at this point, but like here, here you go against the penguins for two games when you're already shorthanded two games and two nights, uh, penguins are 11 and two at home. Good luck. This is what, this is the kind of the, the situation you built for yourself where you're, you're not collecting points against teams you should beat. Now here comes the penguin. So. Yeah. And the funny thing is, this isn't something we're used to with like the Bruins under Bruce Cassidy. I feel like they, they don't have a lot of these like letdowns. Um, and, and that, and that was kind of a weird thing. And, but again, like that speaks to this team. They're just inconsistent. Um, and so I want to go back to a comment Sweeney made. And I think we've talked about this a little bit. But I want to go a little more in depth on it. He mentioned last week uh, in his media availability that a shakeup, you know, they would shake things up. And to me, if you can't see that you need to shake things up after Saturday, like if that doesn't, if that game, I know it's a one game, I know it's a one off, or it's, you know, just one game, but it's not a one off because this inconsistency continues to happen and you continue to lose to teams you shouldn't lose to. Um, and to me, like that shakeup needs to happen. So, my question is, what is the shakeup? Like, are, are, are you going to trade Chris? Are you, are you going to like wave Chris Wagner? Are you going to like, what are you going to do to send a message? Cause again, a lot of these times when you make a big deal, if you make a big deal, like let's say they do go ahead and trade Jake DeBrusque or I mean, I, you wouldn't do it, but if he was healthy and you traded like Brandon Carlo to, to, to like send a message, I guess, you know, to trade a guy who's not, you know, you know, like a Bergeron or a Marshawn, but the next rung tier, of people. Yeah. yeah. Next tier. If you mess that up, your job, you're done. Like that. You, you can't mess those deals up, but what is the shake? Like what realistically will be the shakeup with this team? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'd be a situation where it's like, are we going to trade Brennan colleges for the, the shock value? Right. Or yeah, no, but like that, you know, it's, um, I think it would probably be something where, you know, maybe a guy gets waived on the fourth line or, you know, they get sent down to Providence and they clear waivers, which you run that kind of risk. Um, but whether it be something like that or, um, well, even like, you know, if they, if they wanted to like put Wagner on waivers or, or put him down to Providence just to send a message, it's like, I don't know if even a team would pick him up because he's got three years on that contract. So I don't know if who would really take him in that situation. And but. I don't know what message I like, I get that Wagner's a big guy on the team, but you know, it's, I don't know if that sends the biggest message to the group, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it could be pulling the trigger on trade, you know, before April 12th, which I think they need to do anyway. I don't think you can wait that long. Cause you're, you're in this spot where all of a sudden you're going to be in fifth or fourth place uh, with just a few more weeks to go in the regular season. You got to wait. You know, at least a week for a guy to get here to get cleared, all this stuff. So you can't wait until the actual deadline to do it. But yeah, I think it's either sitting a bunch of guys, um, which I think you saw again from that the the game where Senation was in there and how much you know they 
that fourth line had energy. They had, you know, two odd man rushes. Uh, they were possessing the puck. Um, and then what do you know? Sunday comes out and that fourth line played like shit on Saturday. So like, you would think that would give people a wake up call, but apparently not. Um, so I, whether it's, you know, bringing up more guys from Providence, I know, uh, Mark Diver, uh, by the time this podcast drops, you obviously will see what happens, whether how drastically different the lineup is, but, um, you know, he, he mentioned that, you know, guys like Kuhlman and Jack Sean and I think Oscar Steen were promoted to the taxi squad. So I don't know if they're going to be down and I don't know if that's just those roster moves happen every single game. Like it's not worth reporting on them all the time because it's usually just cap management. Like I think Frederick has gone from the taxi squad to the NHL yes. squad like 50 times this year. So yes. sometimes it's not worth reading into it, but, um, but if it's a situation where they bring up some of those guys, I mean, at this point, like as long as you're not rushing the development, like people want like Lauco. And I think Mark Divers said, you know, he's 20 years old, give him some time to marinate, which is true. Um, but if it's like a guy like Oscar Steen, who I think is projected as being like a bottom six guy, um, Jack Sean, who's been fantastic down in Providence, like screw it. What, what, what do you have to lose right now? Like, what are you losing from that fourth line? Like, um, that you're getting them right now, which is nothing, right? Like there's, so there's only, there's only so much you can do to send a message without drastically, you know, augmenting your team. And, and again, if you have a big trade, you know, if, if like they're working on like this big blockbuster deal, then of course you're going to augment your team and that's what you have to do. But you also don't like just move, you know, pieces for the sake of like sending a message that, you're going to regret down the road. Like I, you know, as soon as the game ends, you've got people who are like, I got to trade Greg Smith and Charlie Coyle and all this. Stuff. I was like, all right, well, you're not going to do that just from a realistic standpoint. You're not going to just like up, you know, uh, you know, shuffle up all that part of your lineup, but um, you need to send a message somehow. So whether it's, you know, a bunch of guys sit and you give these Providence guys who've been playing right down there a chance to succeed in their spot, like, go for it because right now what do you get what are you getting from those guys at this point so we'll see what happens i mean whether it's guys from providence or you know giving i don't know like a, a greg mckay look or something like that which like greg played, one game, played one game and you know what he did his job and that and that came against the rangers he was what you expect from a, a fourth line guy so um we'll kind of see what uh what they do but i mean it, it's Evident. We've been talking about this all the time, but they've got to make some changes because the roster, the way it's built right now, you're not even gonna. You know, we're not even talking about going winning the cup. You're not even. You're gonna get smoked in the East Division at this point. The way they're playing like this. Well, that's the thing, and, and that's why that a move needs to be made. And you know, we've talked at length about what they should do. Everybody knows top six forward, top four defenseman. You know, if you can get one, if you know, if you can get two, great. You got to do one at least, um, and and maybe a depth defense. Like they, this team needs pieces. And again, like right now, it's Monday morning, they're fourth place, 32 points. The Flyers in fifth, 29 points. That's a team that should be a lot better. Like I don't, yes. the Flyers have just been they're, dreadful. They're being, they're being bailed out by how bad the Flyers are playing. So yes, yes. And so to me, like, again, <laughs> the shakeup has to come and we'll see what the shakeup is. Like, how much do you want to shake up this roster? How much do you really want to overturn things? Like, again, to me. The, there's there's four guys on this team who are not expendable, who you cannot touch, and that's McAvoy, Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasha. Those are the four. You know, you can't, like, under no circumstances should those guys ever be traded. The rest, now I'm not saying trade, this is not saying me, this is not me saying trade Rask or trade Krejci. It's just those guys are expiring contracts. So, like, 
you need a you need an elite starting goalie and you need a number two center and also like what is Krejci really going to get you in a trade? Um, it, not not a heck of a lot unless you were like in the in the you know with down with the Devils at the bottom of the division. You you wouldn't really trade Krejci. There's no real net value there. Um, yeah. but it you know again if if I don't know what circumstance you would trade a Coil or a Smith, and I don't know why you would do it. Like I I. To me, it doesn't really make a lot of sense unless you're getting something better, like right. clearly better, which I don't know if that's going to happen. Because again, these guys' values are at their lowest. Like, exactly. That, that's the funny thing to me is when people say like trade someone because they're not doing well. And it's like, well, you're trading them at their lowest value. Like Jake DeBrusque, essentially this offseason, if you, if you trade DeBrusque this past offseason, probably could have one for one gotten that goal. Like that, I think probably could have happened. Um, yeah. not now, not even close. Like, so I think people like you, you don't want to trade guys the lowest values. It's like stocks. We always talk stock. We go back to stock. I always go back to stocks. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I, to me, and what's funny is like, I guess I think it was Pierre Lebrun or Elliot Friedman. One of them tweeted uh, a story about how they wanted Winnipeg to get Mateus at home. And I was, and, and that, you know, goes back to the whole, there's not a lot of le- top four left shot D it's mainly just yeah. at home on the market and every team is gunning for him. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, so the, now the price is going to go right up. Oh, yeah. And it's also one of those situations, too, where there's also teams that need Ekholm. They probably need him more than you do. Like, the Bruins definitely could use him, but, like, look at the Flyers, right? Kata Hot's not been playing very well. Their defense is definitely the weak point. They can score goals, but what they're missing, especially, is a guy like Ekholm. So if you're going to get into a bidding war with them, like, you know, they've at least got guys on the NHL level who they can probably pot ways with if they're more comfortable doing, like, Goss Despair or a few other guys. So uh, it's going to be a challenge. Like, it's – and, again, if you miss out on Ekholm, it's not like, all right, you've got other options there. It's like, you know, there's not even, like, a guy who's, like, a tier below. Like, let's say they're looking for a top six forward like they were a few years ago and they got, like, Marcus Johansson, who's, like, a really, really good third liner. You make do with that, and it worked out pretty well for them. It's not like you go from, like, Matias at home to, like, a guy who's a B-tier. You got, like, Mark Stahl, right? Like, it, it's – Jamie Alexiak. Yeah, it's not not ideal for what uh, you're looking for. So, um, it's going to be – yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. There's a lot of teams, even teams that view themselves as contenders or at least in the playoff hunt, that are um, going to be vying for the same – five to 10 guys. Right. So you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but the rooms are not alone and where, what they need to fix. And unfortunately they've got a lot of holes to address. It, I, I set a realization in my head of like Sweeney coming out the day after the deadline or the day of the deadline and saying, you know, we're, you know, we have guys in Providence We're you know, we're good with our, with our group. They're going to make a move though. They, I mean, again, they made a move every year, the past couple of years, past bunch of years. I don't expect them to not make a move. If they've any, if it, if there's ever been a year that you need to make a move, it is, this year, this year, they need to make moves. So I just, to me, like after Saturday's game, that's the game where you go, holy shit, we need to make a move. Um, and that, I, I think that really, you know, again, like, and, and Sweeney's a guy who's not really very open about all his things. He's not the biggest, you know, talker, so to speak, and giving away all what he wants to do and what he's trying to do. But he was pretty open uh, last week, kind of being like, no, we need to we're, we're totally open to shaking things up and, and, and change needs to come. So I would, ex- moves are going to be made. It's just when and, and who, um, but yes, 
very very positive episode of uh, Bruins beat this week. Yeah, lots of uh, <laughs> lots of good stuff. I liked when we talked about cereal more. To be honest with you, but that was more fun. That was more fun. Uh, and we'll maybe we'll do a cereal podcast. Uh, I bet I bet that comedian from Pittsburgh. He probably has a great bit on cereal. I bet somewhere. he has. Some, I bet he has some zany takes. I bet. I bet he. I bet when he has lucky charms, he takes all of the actual cereal and just has the marshmallows. It's so. Oh cool. my god! Oh my god! No one's ever done that before. I know. I, it's I bet crazy. that's new. That's new. He, he's he's so wacky. That's he's so, so crazy. Crazy with a K too. Uh, oh, just the cra- the craziest. If he had a radio show, like I forget it, what was his name, Dan Johnson. I, I honestly it forget. Was some, it. it was some generic Madden starting name that they give you. Yes. John Smith. <laughs> yeah, that that Jamoke. Um, yeah. yeah, he would. Uh, that's that's. Uh, yeah, he would. He would do a bit on on cereal. You know, doing zany stuff. But at any rate, uh, Connor. Before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to uh, plug? Yeah, we're going to be breaking down. Obviously, there's going to be a a key matchup against the Penguins who are rolling right now, and the Bruins are not. So uh, it's going to be uh, probably a couple of statement games for the Bruins in terms of just seeing, uh, you know, what you know their metal and how they can, uh, you know, get past the stretch here. Uh, again, we could be looking at a few guys from Providence making their way up. So we'll do a breakdown on those guys, and of course. With the trade deadline now, less than a month away, we'll be doing tons of previews of potential targets and who the the Bruins uh, could be looking at acquiring. So all that stuff will be over at bostonsportsjournal.com, so subscribe there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Uh, do all that. His name's Matt Light. I knew it was Matt like a, 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 a Madden line, line yeah, game. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Matt Light. That was the guy. Matt Light is a goat in his bio. So obviously, oh, sick. he's the goat. Like I, he's just the goat. I'm surprised EDT hasn't gone at this guy. If you want to go look at Matt Light on Twitter, uh, his profile picture is something EDT would like zoom in on and make fun of. of so I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. It's going to come, especially maybe this weekend because he's from Pittsburgh or this All week. Right. So, so maybe we get the Matt Light banter going again. This would be, maybe he'll come on the podcast. Start, start another Crosby trade rumor, Evan. It was, yeah, it was all your fault. Oh yeah, it was all my fault. Forgot about that. I wrote it. I did that. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually. For those who don't remember, I didn't do that. But anyways, that has been this episode of Burnsby. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinowski. You Burnsby listeners have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.